Can't sleep? Don't want to sleep? Afraid to sleep? Are the windows closed? Are your doors locked? Did you check your closet? And under your bed? Maybe you should keep a light on in the hallway, just in case. Now settle in. Make yourself comfortable. Lay back. Close your eyes. And let me tell you a story. Do you believe in black magic? Voodoo? Curses? That violating an ancient tomb or disturbing a sacred artifact can cause you to suffer horrible consequences, even death. Alec finds himself trapped in a marriage that should have ended long ago. He might consider his wife's defeat of cancer a curse, at least from his point of view. Never has the promise, till death do us part, meant so much. Thank you, dear. Warm oil squished through Alec's fingers as he kneaded the loose flesh covering the ample adipose tissue between his wife's shoulders. Lower, she said, through the hole in the massage table her face rested in. Alec shifted his efforts down her back, moving his hands in circles. Lower, she repeated. He pressed down on her lower back with the heels of his palms as he inched further down. Lower, she pleaded seductively. Alec slipped his hands under the towel stretched over her enormous buttocks. He gently squeezed them, then pulled back and gave her a playful spanking. Ooh, was I naughty? she asked. Time's up, my dear. My magic fingers need a break, Alec explained. Yes, Thelma said as she rolled over. I do want to make sure you're rested for later. Alec smiled, focusing his gaze on her eyes instead of her naked body. Don't you ever get enough, my dear? Not of you. Why don't you head on over to the kitchen? I think Chef has a nice reward for you and your talented hands. Alec smiled, then turned to leave. Alec, Thelma said with a scolding tone. Manners? My apologies, he offered contritely. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. She dismissed him with a wave. Alec made his way through the hallways and corridors of the enormous mansion to the kitchen. Chef saw him enter and nodded toward one oven. Grabbing a large wooden pizza peel, Alex opened the door, deftly slid it under the waiting pie, and deposited it on a butcher block cutting board. He ran a pizza cutter through the steaming hot cheese and tomato sauce covered dough three times, then grabbed a slice and blew on it before taking a large, roof-of-the-mouth scalding bite. It was delicious. He turned to the cook. Thanks, chef. I swear, whenever you're ready to quit this job, we could make a killing opening a pizza parlor. Chef smiled at the compliment. You know neither one of us is going anywhere, he said. Madame pays me too much, and you... Alec's situation did not need to be spoken aloud between the two men. They both knew that Alec would never leave Thelma. He was bound to her for life by an airtight prenup agreement. She won't live forever, he said hopefully. I wouldn't put it past her, sir, Chef said. When you married her, they said she only had six months to live. Yes, thank goodness for the miracle of medical science, he said sarcastically. Alec was what was known in common parlance as a gigolo. His marriage to Thelma occurred shortly after she was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. 
She knew what he was, but didn't care. Thelma had no family to fight over an inheritance and carved out a substantial portion of her will in exchange for his particular skills at making her feel loved and adored in her final days. Then her doctor offered her a long shot, a new drug that had shown effectiveness in other forms of cancer. It was a one-in-a-million chance, but Thelma turned out to be that one. She had been in remission for over two years and showed no signs of any other health problems despite her morbid obesity. After finishing two of the slices, Alec wrapped up the remaining pizza and hid it under a bundle of celery stalks in the fridge, someplace Thelma would never look. He crossed over to Chef and gave him a quick peck on the cheek. Thank you, dear, he said. The two men laughed. Those three little words had become a private joke between himself and the household staff. One thing Thelma was a stickler for was manners, but only in others. If someone did something for her, there was never any expression of gratitude. She was paying them, after all. Their paycheck was her thank you. Enjoy your run, Master Alec, Chef said as Alec left the kitchen and ascended the stairs to the second floor where his room was. He slept with Thelma every night, but she made him keep his clothes and his other personal things in a separate room down the hall. Alec changed into his running clothes, calling out as he reached the stairs. I'm going on my run, dear. All right, Thelma called back. Don't work yourself too hard, she cautioned. With her permission granted, Alec ran down the stairs and out the front door. The park was only a couple of blocks from the house. He ran along a shady path. Around a bend, there was a young woman stretching by the side of the trail. Alec slowed down and came to a halt next to her. He started mimicking the move she was making. The woman challenged him by pressing her cheek to each knee. He matched her flexibility. Then she lowered herself slowly into a split. Alec tried to duplicate her maneuver, but ended up falling over. As he toppled, he grabbed the woman's arm, pulling her down on top of himself. She laughed and then kissed him. You're late, she said, slapping him playfully on the chest. Sorry, the afternoon massage got started later than usual. She looked at him suspiciously. Chef made you pizza, didn't he? No, salad with a couple ounces of chicken, he told her. You're such a liar, she replied as she got back to her feet and took off running down the trail toward a picnic area. Alex scrambled to catch up to her at one of the tables. Do you still love me, Amy? he asked, sitting next to her and reaching out to hold her hand. Maybe, she answered. Alec gave her a long, passionate kiss. Amy pulled away and looked at him frustrated. Is it really worth it, being married to her? Wouldn't you rather wake up next to me? Of course I would, my love. She won't live forever. That's what you said two years ago. I know. Patience. We'll be together soon. I promise. He kissed her again. She melted into his embrace. When they eventually parted, Amy was in a better mood. Too bad she has so much money, she mused. Why is that a bad thing? Well, there's this house we've been trying to sell at my real estate office. It's kind of our white elephant. Nobody wants to buy it. What's wrong with it? Why would you want Thelma to buy it? It seems, she explained, that every time it's been sold, the new owner dies within a week. You're joking, Alec said. Two bedrooms, two baths, one curse. How many people has it killed? Seven. Seven? The man who built it died the very night he moved in from a stroke. Since then, everyone who has purchased the house has met an untimely demise. You're kidding. Amy shrugged. One woman was crushed by a piano while she was moving in. Another man slipped and banged his head in the bathtub. 
That's crazy. The last one was three years ago. The owner was allergic to bees and was stung in the backyard. It's been abandoned and on the market since then. If she bought it, maybe she'd be the eighth. Alec laughed off the suggestion. Well, Thelma would never be satisfied with something so small. Where would the servants stay? I know. I was just fantasizing. Guess my dark side comes out when I think of you with her, Amy said. She wrapped her arms around Alec and kissed him again. After a long moment, Alec pulled away and asked, Where is this house? Alec lay on the bed, exhausted from his recently completed conjugal activity with Thelma. She was in the bathroom, finishing her shower. He got up, pulled the brochure for the property at 2121 Alvin Street he had hidden in the night table on his side of the bed, and started reading it. When Thelma finally returned, she saw Alec engrossed by the folded, glossy paper. What's that? she asked. Hmm? What are you reading? Oh, this? Nothing. Just some stupid idea I had. Thelma slipped into bed and snuggled up next to Alec, sneaking a peek at the brochure. Is that a house? Yeah, I saw it on my run this afternoon. There was a for sale sign posted in the front yard. Are you planning on moving? Oh, goodness, no, he said. I was just thinking. Thinking what? Thelma asked, wrapping her arms around Alec. He put the brochure down. Never mind, he said. It's silly. Her curiosity was piqued. Oh, tell me. Really, it's a stupid idea. I doubt that, she said, taking the brochure from his hands and looking it over. What's your idea? Well, I was thinking of it as an investment for you. Investment? I checked the prices in the neighborhood. It's a great bargain. So why hasn't it sold? It is a bit of a fixer-upper. I was thinking it could be my little project for you. We could flip it easily. Thelma gave him a big, wet kiss. Oh, Alec, you don't need to worry about money. I have more than we'll ever need. You don't need to bother yourself with things like that. Go to sleep. It's pedicure day tomorrow. Alec sighed, put the brochure on the night table, and turned off the light. Thelma glanced at the mail the butler had set out for her on the small table in the foyer. Her accountant handled all the bills and checks from her investments, but she received a lot of mailers from various charities, a few magazines, and an occasional letter concerning her responsibilities on the various community and non-profit boards she busied herself with. Today there was a magazine she didn't recognize. When she looked at the label, she noticed it was addressed to Alec. It was a periodical devoted to home remodeling. Alec, she called. Mail! Alec appeared at the railing at the top of the stairs. Did you call, dear? You have a magazine, Thelma said. Alec walked down the stairs and approached his wife. She handed him his mail. Planning on doing some renovations? He took the magazine and flipped through its pages. Just thought it looked interesting. He gave her a kiss, then added, Thank you, dear. Alec rubbed sunscreen into Thelma's back and along her shoulders, careful not to miss the back of her neck and her earlobes. All done, he said, giving his wife a light kiss as he returned to his lounge chair and resumed reading. He was now getting four separate magazines about real estate investing, home decorating, and gardening. Aren't you going to take a swim? Thelma asked. I thought you enjoyed getting your laps in. I do, he acknowledged. I just want to finish this article. Did you know that the real estate market is poised to really take off? There are still some great bargains out there. I told you, Alec, you don't need to worry about the finances. 
Mr. Kensington takes care of all that. He's been managing my investments for years, and he always makes me money. Oh, I know. I wouldn't presume to think otherwise, Alex said. I guess ever since I saw that house for sale, it stirred up an interest in me. The whole home rehab process is fascinating. And the things they're doing with home solar systems, tankless hot water heaters, and look at this faux brick exterior. Alex showed her a page from the magazine he was reading. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, it's very nice. Now put that silly stuff aside and get into the pool. You know I love watching you swim. Alex smiled, folded the corner of the page he was on to keep his place, then added it to the stack of magazines that seemed to accompany him everywhere these days. He dove into the pool and started stroking effortlessly back and forth to Thelma's delight. Amy brushed her hand through Alex's hair as they lay in bed, basking in the late afternoon sun coming in through her bedroom window. Isn't she going to miss you? Alec glanced at his watch. Oh, yeah, she's waiting for her facial right now. She probably has the entire staff out looking for me. How is that going to get her to buy the house? Trust me, he said, nibbling at her neck. She'll make an offer by the end of the week. You'll get a nice commission, the curse will reawaken her cancer, and we'll be free to be together forever. Amy sighed. If the curse is actually real, are you doubting it now? I'm just surprised you're putting so much faith in it. Alex sighed. I guess I'm desperate. Desperate to be with you, he said, pulling her into a passionate kiss. Amy pushed him aside. Stop it. If you don't go back, she's going to kick you out. Then we'll have nothing. All right, he said, sliding out of the bed and into his clothes. But this time next month, it'll be you I wait on hand and foot. Alec walked in through the front door, seemingly depressed. The maid, who was dusting, hurriedly scurried off. A moment later, Thelma appeared, rushing to grab Alec into a tight embrace with her thick arms. Where were you? I've been worried sick. Sorry he said. I guess I lost track of time. I was walking over on Elvin Street. He looked at his watch. Oh my goodness, your facial. We can skip that today, Thelma told him. I'm just glad you're okay. I thought you had been in an accident or something. Why didn't you take your phone with you? I guess I've just been distracted lately, he said. I'm sorry. You're still thinking about that house, aren't you? I know it's silly. I don't know why I'm so obsessed. Sometimes I feel like I just take and take from you. I guess I just want to contribute somehow. That's silly, Thelma told him. You treat me so well, I couldn't ask for anything more. Alex smiled weakly. Would you mind terribly if I just went up to my room? I feel like taking a nap. Of course, my darling, you go rest. Thank you, dear, Alex said. He gave Thelma a quick peck, then trudged slowly up the stairs. Alec awoke the next morning and reached over to give Thelma her morning kiss. Only, she wasn't there. He slipped on his robe and checked the bathroom. But she wasn't there, either. Puzzled, Alex went down the hall to his own room and got dressed, then started checking out the places he was most likely to find Thelma, starting with the kitchen. "'Have you seen my wife?' he asked Chef. "'I believe she went out, Master Alec,' he replied. "'Out?' Thelma hardly ever went out. "'She didn't say where.' the cook reported as he deposited an omelet in front of Alec. He wondered if maybe he had taken his plan too far. Perhaps Thelma had gone to see her lawyer and would be presenting him with divorce papers. He picked at the omelet, cheese and bacon, his favorite, but his usual appetite was absent. 
Alec went for a swim, then worked out with the weights Thelma had bought for him in the room she had converted to a home gym. He took a shower, growing more nervous the longer she was gone from the house. After getting dressed, he headed down to the kitchen for lunch. Thelma was sitting at the table, wearing her favorite dress and a bright, cheerful smile. Thelma, where have you been? Alex asked as he crossed over and gave her a kiss. Shopping? she said with a hint of mystery. Shopping? he asked as he sat down in front of the lunch of sushi Chef had prepared. Thelma pushed a box wrapped in polka-dotted paper with a white bow toward Alec. What is it? he asked. It's not my birthday or our anniversary. I know you've been feeling a little low lately, so I got you something. Alec wondered what could be in the box. Open it, Thelma urged impatiently. He slid off the ribbon and tore away the wrapping paper. The box underneath was a plain white one, like the kind you'd buy a cake in, but whatever this box contained was lighter than anything you'd find at a bakery. Thelma watched with glee as Alec opened the box. Inside were a stack of papers. What's this? Alex asked, confused, his earlier fears that she wanted a divorce resurfacing. I did it. I bought that house you wanted. Your little project. Alex's eyes lit up. You did? Oh, Thelma, that's fantastic. He got up from his chair and threw his arms around her, squeezing her as tightly as he could. You won't regret this, I promise, he said. You make me so happy, my darling. I hope this will make you happy. Oh, it will, my dear, Alec promised, wondering how long it would take for the curse to do its work. Well, I haven't told you the best part, Thelma said, a mischievous smile creasing her chubby cheeks. The best part? he asked. Yes, she said excitedly. I had Mr. Kensington put it in your name. Alec froze. Had he heard her right? My name? Yes, I think it's long overdue for you to have something of your own. Something to make you feel more like a man. I'm the new owner, he asked, as the ramifications of her largesse hit him. He thought he felt a tightening in his chest, a pain running down his left arm. What do we say? Thelma prompted. Alec looked at his wife, feeling short of breath. Thank you, dear, he said with his last one. Thank you for listening to Thank You, Dear, written especially for the Bedtime Stories for Insomniac's Fiction podcast by Rich Hosek. Please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, rate us on Apple, Spotify, and Audible, and share these stories with anyone who enjoys audiobooks. By the way, my latest novel, Afterlife, A Rainy Day Investigation, is now available on Amazon and Audible. You can listen to the first book in this paranormal mystery series, Near Death, on this very podcast for free. Stop by bedtimestories.studio and sign up for our email list to be notified of new episodes and exclusive offers and get a free bookmark. You can visit richhosick.com to learn more about the host of Bedtime Stories for Insomniacs. Thanks again, and all the very best.